Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. And this is episode 119 now. We can be found on our website at at, uh, lapodcast.net. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash lapodcast. We are on Twitter at at lapodcast. We are on Tumblr at lapodcast.tumblr.com. Rob, please don't put us on any other platforms because I can't read out anymore. We can be found on iTunes if you search for Alex and Rob or if you search for Local Anesthetic. Um, and from there you can download all of our episodes you can also download our episodes on our website you can leave us a review on iTunes if you so wish and uh, if you want to email us because each week at the end of each week's episode we have a listener story of the week this is where a listener submits a story to us that they found interesting uh, and amusing in their local area or any local area for that matter mm-hmm. and uh, that web that uh, email address is lapodcast.net at gmail.com lapodcast.net at gmail.com I think we're the only like the only kind of people to have that kind of email address. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be widely used, I yeah. must admit. Well, we're breaking the mould, Rob. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But Rob, we've got to start the podcast this week, because long-time listeners will know, and even recent listeners will know, that you have somewhat inappropriately been, inappropriately, updating people on the uh, on the progress of your planned proposal to your girlfriend, yeah. who I'm happy to say is now your fiancé. Yeah, that's correct, and... Uh, I feel there should be some sort of fanfare, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, she she, uh, she said yes out of uh, sheer... That was your fanfare. You didn't even shut up for it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, she said yes out of uh, I think desperation or anything else. Um, I mean, she's is that because you're hanging her over the bridge? Well, that and also she's getting... proposed on a bridge. For she's getting on a bit. I mean, she's 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 in her early fifties now. So um, yeah, yeah. So it, you know, her biological clock is ticking. Yeah, she's not. By the way, she's actually younger than me. Um, but, but yeah, not not. Anything to worry about younger. No, I mean, she's, she's, she's almost legal. Um, <laughs> I, but no, I should just try that. She is legal. But no, it was, it was very good. It, was, it all went to plan and she seemed very happy. So, I mean, I, I'm happy as well. I'm not saying there was a one-sided thing. But no, it was, it was a... Yeah, it was lovely. Good. So all the listeners who've been, who've been wondering whether it would go okay can now breathe a sigh of relief. And yeah. Send your congratulations, emails and gifts to Rob. Yeah, any cash donations, uh, grateful. Uh, not for the podcast, just for myself. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's good, good news. Uh, also, just to say on that, with the uh, engagement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, just to say that the uh, can I ask does that make you her fiance as well? Is the male yeah, fiance yeah. as well? Yeah, it sounds a bit feminine. It's one less e though. It sounds a bit feminine, doesn't it? Does it? yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, as, as things go, I've been called. You know, I'm quite feminine anyway, so that's fine. Mm. Um, anyway, back to podcast where uh, matters. The Britain's Angriest Hack page has been updated, so you can now read all of uh, Alan Partridge's five thoughts. Andrew Rob, he's not Alan. Why do I keep saying? Because he's because Alan Partridge. Yeah, that's right. Andrew Park's five thoughts of the week. So you're now updating them with those. Yep. So and you can uh, go and have a read through all those. And I've got to ask. At one point, I'm sure this this feature will just die a natural death. Lesbian neighbour update, please. Alex, I think it's really it's just conclusion. We, we barely see. I, I really don't think they even live there anymore. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? We don't hear them. I mean, the, the, the last week them. you said there was banging. Yeah, but... Do you suspect something's happened? I don't know. I really think they're maybe... Either they're not living there during the week and sometimes the weekends, but I don't know. We just don't hear them anymore. Right. I I think maybe they've had a noise complaint and think it's come from us, which it hasn't. You know, I can say that Would there be people above them? (laughs) No, no, no. There's people in the flat next door. So it could be that. It could well be, but either way, it's like to go on the record, it wasn't us. Okay. Rob... <clears throat> on with the podcast, I want to start us off with a few small stories. I'm wondering where to begin here. Okay. 
I'm thinking, let's start us off. You just mentioned him. Let's start off with Andrew Parks. Great. And his five thoughts of the week. Oh, good. Because they're good ones this week. So this is from... And there's a very significant thing in this story. Okay. Which is, a, which is momentous. And you will know why when I tell you. Right. It's from the 6th of November, 2014. We are recording this podcast for anybody who's interested. Anybody who sort of makes historical sort of... Uh, I don't think recordings about this podcast. You, Rob, there might be some anorak out there who's obsessed with this podcast. That's true. <laughs> um, you know, he counts how many times we've said the word arse, etc. Mm. Um, it's the 7th of November we're recording. This story is from the 6th of November. It's yesterday he published this. Uh, five thoughts of the week. T- Tesco's comeuppance, e-cigarettes, Halloween and more. Because obviously that was only three, Rob. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Number one. Tesco has had this coming for years For far too long, it has got away with acting like the biggest bully in the playground. It bought up land everywhere and then used it to hold everyone else to ransom. And when you hear about the treatment suppliers say they receive, it beckers belief. Maybe it's karma or maybe it's just a case of a company getting too big for its boots, but it was bound to happen. Right. Number two. What age are you when you stop counting the quarters and the halves? You don't hear someone say, I'm 23 and a half, but when you get to the other end of the scale, it kicks in again. This week I was told by a lovely old dear that she was 94 and a half. Presumably some woman who was chatting up. These, <laughs> these people also love to say, I'll be XX next birthday. I wonder what makes them start telling you what age they will be rather than what they are. Well, because they don't have jobs anymore, Andrew. And also, I, I think they, they, when you get to their age, they, they, those half years really start to count. These are like the musings of an ape. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. Number three, it doesn't really matter to me, but the way e-cigarettes are taking over the world, there's a battle coming about where they can be, in quotes, smoked. Do you think it's okay to have them in the office? At work. Number four. I was in Glasgow this week, and whether you love Halloween or not, you can't deny the Glaswegians do it bloody well. I almost wish I'd taken my own Ebola suit or wear a, or a pair of Wonder Woman pants. Can you imagine Andrew Parks turning up to a Halloween event in an Ebola suit? I don't know if he means like a suit that looks like the Ebola virus or a hazmat suit. <laughs> oh, I love that. Just a massive cell. Yeah. And number five. Maybe with a pair of Wonder Woman pants underneath. And number five, Rob. And finally, just for the record, Sierra... Whatever you think or anyone else says, I think you're a good driver. Hey, cryptic. Well, obviously, I thought he might be speaking to his mate. Maybe his wife was at the pram in the car. It's spelled. I don't know how you say the name. It's spelled C E A R A. No, I'm out. I've no idea what he's talking about. So, comments for the first time. Swanley person said, "Oh, for God's sake, no one cares what you bloody think." Uh, Jippo Joe says I was in Glasgow this week that's strange so was I now does that mean that Jippo Joe and Andrew Parks could be one and the same wouldn't that be amazing if Andrew Parks was commenting on his own story subversively as Jippo Joe Rob Alex let's face it the two situations that could that could arise from this are fantastic so either like you said they are the same the same person and just his alter ego or they're an assorted love trust yeah exactly I like these next few comments because they address each point in turn. Golden Broomboy says, Number one, don't blame Tesco, blame the local authorities who let them build everywhere. Number two, the young lie to increase their age, the middle-aged lie to decrease their age, the elderly brag about their age. Basically, everybody is fishing for a compliment. Number three, smoking at work has never bothered me. Star, 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 star at work is far more unpleasant, yet it's totally legal. What do you think he could be referring to? What is the word he start out? I rack my brains over that. Smoking at work has never bothered me. Start out word at work is far more unpleasant, yet it's totally legal. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea. What could that word be? Exactly. Uh, any any listeners got any ideas? Comments on a email, please. Mm. Uh, number four. I last visited Glasgow in 1980. I'll take your word for it rather than go back there again. <laughs> Probably fair. Number five. If Sierra is a member of your staff, you can promote her anyway without giving the reasons in public. <laughs>
Right, Rob, are you ready for a momentous occasion? <sighs> okay. No, do you prepare yourself, Rob? All right. I'm uh, serious. I'm prepared. For the first time ever in the time that we have been recording this podcast, do you know what I'm about to say? Oh, please, I say Parks has commented on this. Andrew Parks has commented. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Andrew Parks has waded into the comment section to respond to Golden Broom Boy. Brilliant. He says, number one, that doesn't excuse the way they treat their suppliers. Number two, maybe, but remember, age is just a number. Number three, not sure what starred out here. Star, 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 star. You've piqued my interest, though. Mm. Number four, you're missing out like several of the other great cities. Glasgow has changed. Unashamedly self-indulgent, but I'm a very proud dad to Sierra, so staff promotion will have to wait. So it's his daughter. Alan Parks has a daughter. How sickly. Yeah. Uh, and Golden Brumbroy finally clears up the controversy. What did he star out? Dogging. Hello, Andrew. I used a more common term for flatulence. So the start-out was, was farts. I'm not sure why he said out. Nothing rude about farts. Cunt, on the other hand, <laughs> that you do have to start out. And let's face it, there's a lot of cunts at work. There are. Now, Rob, an incredibly short story. Right. You know, one of the... Sh- well, incredibly short. From the new shopper, 3rd of November. Uh, no journalist listed. Blood-spattered vegans get naked for animal rights in Trafalgar Square protests. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, blood-spattered vegans in, in Trafalgar Square protests. Oh, is, is quite good. good at the top. Yeah, I like that. So, Rob, this is the story. Animal rights protesters lay naked in Trafalgar Square yesterday to mark World Vegan Day. Around 100 Peter, PETA supporters were nearly nude in a heap, covered in blood, to encourage compassion in passers-by for the animals and fish slaughtered for food. Londoner Anna Berea, 24, was among the protesters. The part-time sales assistant and model said, I'm happy to use my body to challenge people to think about the massive toll that the meat industry takes on animals, the earth and human health, and to go vegan. And so they did this, Rob, by doing this. Please describe for the listener. Oh, the naked in pants, smeared in, in blood. Oh, fuck off. I hate these kind of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, one word, wankers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, two You're only lying down because you haven't got the energy to stand up. <laughs> Uh, two comments from Golden Broom Boy again says what I find interesting about this type of activist is they don't like the idea of animals being slaughtered for food yet they're usually very keen for unborn humans to be killed before birth without any kind of restrictive laws is is that true? <laughs> well we, we can't assume they're all pro-abortion but anyway okay. Hooper 88 says simply says Rob maybe comment of the week so it's alright for them to get their meat out <laughs> fair point now Rob last story has to go to what I also believe is a secret Alan, uh, Andrew Parks feature. See, I just did it. Call him Alan. Statchat. Statchat. 27th of November. October, sorry. Uh, and that would be in the future. Statchat. Top 10 little things which make people in London happy. So, okay. every day we pull some stats from, sur- from a survey and have a chat about the findings. Hence, Statchat. Who's conducting these surveys? They don't say, Rob. Right. So, I imagine it's somebody on work experience. Well, and and we don't get the scientific rationale behind them either, which is uh, a shame. Mm. Um, so, top ten things which make people in London happy. Go, Rob. Guess. Oh, bloody... Why do you do this to me? That's why we do the Statchat. Okay. Uh, coffee shops. No. Uh, You've got five goes. Um... Parks. Right, Rob, take it away from the fact they live in London. They could be anybody. Just think of top ten things that make people happy. They just happen Sex. to people in London. Very interesting, not even mentioned. Right, Two wealth, more. Uh, spirituality, uh, love. Uh, be more specific. Flowers? Okay, flowers. No. Uh, yes, receiving a bunch of flowers. Yes! Oh, oh, chocolates. People like chocolates. Gifts. Gifts and chocolate. Receiving an unexpected gift. 
63% on Twitter. Pets. Pets. People like pets. No, pets aren't in there. Oh. Uh, fish fingers. Okay. Uh, number one, receiving a compliment. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You look nice today, Rob. No lie, Alex. Number two, receiving an unexpected gift. You, 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 Rob, yeah. this is a small uh, cap for a medical bottle. I'd like to give it to you as a gift. I, I, I don't want that. Number three, sunny days. It's okay, actually yeah, dark yeah. as we record this. Yeah, yeah. Number four, finding money. Yeah, actually, don't look that too hard. Don't thieve again. Yeah. Number five, a hug. I prefer not to. Okay. Number six, climbing into a clean bed. No, that makes me happy. Yeah, but it implies the bed is often dirty. Well, usually I've shit myself. Number seven, reading a good book. Number eight, the sound of laughter. Other people's at you. I don't understand how this one gets on the list as well as the sound of laughter. I think this is a, this is whoever's done this research is an idiot. Number nine, the sound of babies giggling. That is still the sound of laughter. Yeah, and number I, t- I'm sure there are people out there who would dispute that there's a, there is a difference between those two. And number ten, well, if there are, they should be uh, slaughtered. Rob receiving agree, a bunch of flowers. And uh, Hooper eighty eight just says in the comment section, obviously this makes him happy. My dingling. <laughs> Look, it's a way to make himself happy. Yeah. Who are Unfortunately, we to judge? Uh, after that point, it's usually just sort of self-loathing disgust. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, Rob, have you got a story for us? Yeah, I'm just going to do one for the minute. Um, it's from the Coin Advertiser. Uh, again, no journalist listed. Um, the headline. Scrap metal dealer who cut up stolen crematorium plaques handed 15-month jail sentence. Oh, God. A brazen scrap metal dealer found guilty of... Ter- Is that a pun? Isn't brazen to do with metal as well? Like, isn't it? So. I don't know what brazen means, but what am I thinking of? I don't know. I might cut that out. <laughs> a brazen scrap metal dealer found guilty of taking stolen metal, including crematorium plaques, which he cut into pieces to disguise them, has been sentenced to twelve months in, uh, 15 months in jail. Joseph Collier, 72, of Wood Hall Drive. 72? Yeah. Right. Um, so you think he would have known better. Uh, was given the sentence at Isleworth Crown Court this, mon- uh, this morning, Monday, after he was found guilty on October the 1st at Croydon Crown Court. Police raided Collier's DSM scrap metal yard in uh, Benson Lane, Croydon, in May 2012 after tip-off from Croydon training standards, where they discovered a large bronze dragon and a statue of Jesus. Also a good episode title. Rob, that's a brilliant episode. Read it again. Uh, uh, where they discovered a stolen bronze statue. So a stolen bronze statue. Uh, sorry, a, sorry. A stolen bronze dragon and a statue of Jesus. That's a very good episode. Yeah. So, Rob, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to catch up with this story. You're telling me he stole memorial pl- plaques. Yes. Melt them down? Uh, melt them down, yes. And made them into a statue of a dragon. No, I don't. And I don't, Jesus. No, 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 no. They were also in his yard. He wasn't, he, he wasn't melting the damn crematorium plaques to make into these two niche Cause, items. Cause, cause, because there's something very apt and symbolic, yet also totally inappropriate, about melting down uh, crematorium plaques and making it into a statue of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, but apt at the same time, yeah. right? I like the impression that if, if he was making Jesus, he would be selling them off. And just to really sort of boot in the irony. Oh. That this uh, statue was actually made out of plaques from the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like he'd risen. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found several bags and boxes containing hundreds of memorial plaques that he'd stolen from crematoriums across the southeast. Some marked with some marked with smart water, a liquid that has a unique forensic code that allows police to track their origin. Well, out of interest, why would you do something like that? Why didn't he find scrap metal elsewhere? Why did he decide? Well, let's face it, the crematorium. No one's going to fight back. 
the only thing that I can say, you know, sometimes I like to offer a psychological theory, mm. is this is a man who's had a significant bereavement that happened to him somewhere that he's never, ever managed to get over. Mm. And that is the unconscious motivation for keep visiting these crematoriums. And he's, and he's so upset and angry that this person died that he's spoiling the death of other people. So you're saying that he goes there, maybe it's, like I said, the overwhelming grief where he breaks down and they're literally in a fit of rage no, and frustration. No, no, I think he's not processing any of this. It's unconscious. So again, we've moved away from the comedy of the part of the podcast to more of the sort of psychological. Yeah, well, last week it was ancient Egypt, it wasn't psychological. That's true. Officers and Croydon then spent several hours painstakingly uh, piecing the plaques back together to trace them. They also found CCTV footage showing Collier overseeing the cutting of the plaques, where he, which he claimed at court he had no knowledge of. Um, what, even when he saw himself doing it on CCTV? Yeah. No, no, it's not me, mate. No, no, no. It looks like me, mate. I'll admit that, but it's not me, mate. No, mm. no, no. Yeah, that's why I'm even here. I'm dead. <laughs> that's why I work, mate. Yeah, but it's not me. No, no. That's that actually Jesus. Don't know why that's doing it. It's never doing me, mate. I didn't steal that. I would love it if that was his defence. <laughs> uh, now, I'm only going to read one story out. Actually, no, I'm going to... Sorry, one... Can I just say, we did both of us make a massive assumption there that Mr. Collier uh, is, is, is from a certain strata of society when actually he might be very well to do. That's true, actually, yeah. We Maybe do. he could be well today with a slightly sort of East London accent, it's possible. Yeah, but also, he so, could be posh. Yeah. I doubt it, though, but looks Once again, prejudice runs right. In well, this you say that, but then <laughs> this links in quite, quite nicely to the first comment. You have to stick with this one. So, I'm going to read out two comments. So the first one that really grabbed my attention. So, uh, Cosmos London says Scum of the Earth. Let's hope he has a rough time in prison. Also, I hope some oiks see the story and break and work out where he lives and break into his million pound house in Woodhall Drive in Dulwich. Has he got a million pound house? He lives in Dulwich. Then he's not. Then he's not the guy that we thought he was. And he what if he got this house off of of off this de- of stealing? There's a lot of money in scrap metal, Alex. That's obscene. How could you go to bed at night? How could you sleep at night? I'm worried about the Grim he's Reaper knocking on my door. Probably sleeping in a very comfortable door. bed. Yeah, I'd be worried about the Grim Reaper knocking on my door, bottom style, at any point. Yeah, all he's going to do is nick the scythe and melt it down. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> nick uh, the just... scythe and melt it down. <laughs> yeah. Just to finish this, this comment, right? Also, <laughs> right, so this is where it takes a bit sinister. Also, I hope the police have a look at his laptop, judging by his picture. Wonder if that smoke we wiped off his face yet. Once again, this man is at a scum. So, in that comment, he's tried to incite people to go to his house and burglar it. He's tried to imply that the man is a paedophile, right. just by the picture of him. And, uh, can I see the picture? Uh, yeah, you can. Let me just scroll up. I mean, he looks like a, 75 year old, a 72-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't! What the hell? I, I, I'm not going to say which comment I can see why they said that, but uh, Rob, he is... Don't you think there's something feminine? He's got like a woman's haircut. He does. He looks like he's got. He looks like he's got. That man is that man, Rob. I can't. I can't describe. So listen, if you, this man looks like he's 104. Number one, (laughs) does not look 72. He is wearing a very odd outfit. You know the t-shirt he's wearing. It looks like something from the future, like from a 70s show that was set for a 70s science fiction show. It looks like the kind of uniform they wore in Logan's Run. Yeah, you're right. Early Star Trek. It's very bizarre. Please, people, go and look at this picture. His head looks very big for his body. Uh, He looks. Rob, I would be scared shitless if I went into, ran into that man at night because he looks like something from the bowels of hell. At the same time, he's the kind of man that you'd expect to walk out of crematorium with a load of stolen plants. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't approach him. Rob, can I just say though on that? I mean, I feel I have to confess something. That granite, that granite 
work surface over there in the kitchen. That is just a few tombstones that have been sanded down and sliced thrice ways. Yeah, I realise that. I just wish you'd taken the names off them. Well, it just... Yeah, they yeah they collect crumbs. I suppose it's a talking point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rob, this is my uh, main story of the week. Right. Um... Now I need to I need to add a disclaimer onto this. I had to think again about whether or not to read this story out. Right. <clears throat> I have decided after my process of working this out whether to read it out. And I go and, and you know, Rob, because we are look, when we decide whether to read out the story, we have to go on the basis of basically but is it funny? I just, and also common decency, I think. Common does, decency, does but is it. it but is it funny? <clears throat> okay, so I might be stretching it here. Right. I don't know why, Rob, but there's something about this story. That when I read it, I don't know why. I have no idea why, but but I wanted to read it out. But I would say to you, Rob, that you know, you've got to show real decorum in this story. Absolute lockdown decorum, because if we don't, it will probably get us an ons- an onslaught of uh, of hate filled emails right. and possibly Twitter abuse. Might even I can't some listeners. That's never happened before. Can I just point out? I was gonna, I was I, I dropped a story this week that I was going to read out of. Uh, uh, a pathologist who's working in a morgue who they had a body come in and it was filled with uh, one and twenty peas and they managed to raise over three pounds of coins from the victim from the uh, why didn't you read that out I don't know I thought it was in bad taste well anyway my story is from the new shopper Rob it's by uh, Carly Reed. I just want to check before I start reading it whether there were any comments that I wanted to read yes there were because I've highlighted them how many are there just let me check okay Carly Reed, Rob. Okay. The 3rd of November. It's the details in this story, okay, Rob? Headline. Two dog attacks in Bellingham and Sydenham leave Lewisham pet owners, in quotes, devastated. Right. Two simultaneous dog attacks in Lewisham have left a cat for dead and a dog in a life-threatening condition. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yep. Rebecca Hussey. What's your name? Carry on. Yeah, her name is Rebecca Hussey. That is her real name. 46 of Winsford Catford Road, Catford had just collected her eight-year-old dog, Santa, from its second chemotherapy session. <laughs> uh, okay, move on. That's fine. What? Uh, okay. Rebecca Hussey, 46. Santa, Santa, Santa from the chemotherapy, right? Okay, yeah. got it. Catford had just collected her eight-year-old dog, Santa, from its second chemotherapy session in Surrey on Wednesday. Mrs. Hussey said the sessions can leave her dog, which had her front right leg amputated after being diagnosed with bone cancer in oh. August, with an upset stomach. So she took her pet to Bellingham Play Park to go to the toilet. She said, we got to the entrance of the park and saw a dog running towards us, and the guy seemed to be chasing his dog, so I'm 100% certain he thought his dog was going to attack us, and it did. The bloke was punching and kicking his dog off centre and hitting it with a metal lead. So he's, he's doing this to his own what? dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dog was screaming. <laughs> the dog just wouldn't get off Santa. That's horrific. Mrs. Hussey said the two-minute attack felt like it went on for a lifetime. She said Santa was just lying on the floor screaming. Oh, my God. And I was screaming too. <laughs> the neighbours heard all the noise and they said they thought it was foxes, but then they realised what had happened and tried to help us. I was terrified. I never knew I could ever scream so loud. <laughs> I have never been so scared in all my life. Mrs. Hussey, who has been using the park for 21 years, said the owner of the Pitbull Terrier was apologetic. However, Santa has been left in a critical condition with muscle damage, bite marks, and an open wound on her chest. 
That's not to mention, Rob, the bone cancer. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile... No, so if somebody just doesn't want that dog to live, I'm sorry. Well, can I say, that's the first part of the story. What is it about that story? It's nothing about what to the dog that I find funny. It's the way that it's written and the details. You've got a woman called Miss Hussey who's got a dog called Santa who's going... Why, why do I find it funny, the idea of a dog going for chemotherapy sessions? Yeah, there is something about that. And I just, I don't know, I, got, I just got the impression the dog loses all its fur and then it has to have a wig put on it and it's just, it's horrid. I mean, you know. And also, wouldn't you just let the dog... I just don't know. Also, strictly speaking, is the chemotherapy relevant to the story? I mean, well, I think it, I think it helps you understand the plight of this. Yeah, I suppose so. Oh. Okay. Meanwhile, in Sydenham, a 38-year-old woman's cat was killed in a vicious attack outside her front door. Gabriel Boyle of Queensthorpe Road. Now, Queensthorpe Road, Queensthorpe Road is very well known to me. Why? Because on the road that I used to live in, right. uh, where I grew up, was Princethorpe Road. And at the top of Princethorpe Road, it's Queensthorpe oh, Road. Okay, so I walked down that road many times. She had invited her dad over for dinner and was speaking to him outside her house. So picture the scene, Rob. Mm. Rob. When her two-year-old cat, Panda... I don't know what's going on with the... Panda and Santa? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, a pair of unfortunate animals there. Walked out the door and around the corner. Miss Boyle said she heard a screech and began to run past her pet, thinking another cat may have hurt him. But when she heard a man's voice repeatedly shouting, Drop it! To her horror, she found her cat had been the victim of a brutal attack. She said, It's the most horrific and barbaric thing I've ever seen. My cat was still alive and in the dog's mouth. And its stomach oh, was ripped oh, open. Alex, that, 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 no. The owner was just kicking the dog and smacking it on the head, but it wouldn't let my cat go. It took a really long time for my cat to die. So she just had to stand there, Rob, and watch. That is, I'm sorry, I mean, doing as a cat, rides. that's horrific. Miss Boyle said the owner had the dog off its lead at the time of the incident. She said, I'm devastated. Every time I close my eyes, I keep seeing Panda's little face. It just... <laughs> Alex, I shouldn't be laughing at this. <laughs> Don't call the cat Panda. Do you know what I mean? If you should call it oh. Schnookums, every time I close my eyes, I can see Schnookums. <laughs> in the do- in the grip of a oh, dust. That's awful. That's just, oh, that's horrific. It's, it's such it a is. nasty image. It is. Even my neighbours who saw it happen. Uh, what I would argue, well, because presumably I felt so uncomfortable with this story, I found it funny. Yeah. If there's nothing funny, I've had cats, uh, dogs, growing up all my life. I love animals, there's nothing, but it's the, it's the details. The, I, the image of these two owners of dogs beating their dogs. Rob, can you imagine a man standing in the street punching his dog in the face? <laughs> Fortunately, I can, that's the problem. Even my neighbours who saw it happen said that even though the cat wasn't theirs, they haven't been able to sleep either. <laughs> Solidarity, Rob. <laughs> Everybody on Creedstone Road in terror. Night, <laughs> Panda. The cat's alive. It has to be alive. It can't be dead. Panda. Oh. Anyway, anyway. Miss Boyle said she is afraid to let her other two cats outside following Wednesday's attack. Fair enough. Not surprised. I think, Rob, there is one comment to read from this story. Oh yeah, I think there's an episode title in there, Rob. Okay. Johnny G simply says. Typical South East London interbreds showing their limited intelligence by owning a well-armed dog. Now, I thought, Rob, typical South East London interbreds, because it'd be a good description of you and me, even though you're not technically South East. Stop these scumbags from mixing with intelligent forms of life in public. Medicate these morons. Sympathy to the decent pet owners who had to go through this trauma. Panda the tabby, rest in pussycat heaven. (laughs) By the way, pussy is starred out. (laughs) Well, maybe he didn't mean the cat. (laughs) 
Okay, Rob, you got a story, stroke stories for us. And, um, and I would like to apologise for reading out the last story. It's just, there was something... I don't think you should apologise, though. I think it was... It was uh, although Sometimes things are so bizarre, they're amusing to me. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, I've got two stories. Um, one from the Coin Advertiser and one from The Citizen. The Citizen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the first one I'm going to read out is from the, uh, uh, the Coin Advertiser. Um, no journalist listed. Um, I think this has to go down as one of the stupidest... Frauds of the of the year. I've just dimmed the lights for any of the listeners. You have. I, I appreciate. It. Strange you should mention that. There's a headline: "Woman conned out of 1,500 in streetlight scam." That's really weird that I did that right at that moment. Have you been conned out of any street money for a streetlight? Just interest. Sorry, somebody trying to sell me a streetlight. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I'll come on to the story. Right. A woman was scammed out of 1,500. Well, why too busy removing memorial plaques to make statues of Buddha? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, a woman was scammed out of £1,500 by a fraudster claiming to be carrying out streetlight repairs. Crown Council has issued a warning to residents after a woman who whoa, lives... Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't think of what circumstance you'd hand over five grand to a man... No, £1,500. Oh, either way! Yeah. £1,500 to a man saying he's doing streetlight repairs. Yes, I know. That's exactly what I thought. Crown Council has issued a warning to residents after a woman who lives warning, in the Thornton East area... Yeah. Received a man claiming to be a Mr. Evans from the borough's streetlight contractor, Skan- Skanka. Skan- Skanska. Did Skanska. he have a fake badge? No, he called her up. Called her up first? Yeah. Oh, right, nice. We prepared the groundwork. Oh, I love this story. No, no, he didn't turn up. He just called her. So he didn't even go to the house? No. <laughs> Fucking hell, he's a lazy con man. The caller said a payment was needed for work to be carried out on the streetlights on the victim's road and said the money would be returned to her once the work was complete. She made the payment over the phone and provided her bank details and ended up losing £1,500. <laughs> Any comments? <laughs> Is that the story? No, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, Okay. Sorry, I'm completely apoplectic about this. First of all, the con man doesn't deserve for it to have worked because <laughs> it's a shit story. If you were going to do it, you would, say, you would say that, look, all the residents are actually responsible for contributing a bit towards the street lighting yeah. and ask for £100 and maybe, or 50 yeah. and just work your way around. Maybe you might do that. But under what circumstances would you... Why would she be thinking she needs to loan the local authority money that she would then receive? Look, can you give us... Is that what you said? Can you, can you sub us up 1500 Because otherwise you're not going to have any street lights. How old is this woman? It doesn't say. She hasn't had her cat think... recently killed and everything's happened <laughs> her mind with on other things, did she? I'm just thinking about There's Panda. There's no suggestion. But, like, under what circumstances? It doesn't say what age the woman is. He called her out of the blue and said, look, love, I, you know, I, I'm calling for local council. There's a street outside your house. This street light you're responsible for. Everyone in the street has to pay £1,500. This is your responsibility, okay? You pay that. We'll get it working. And we'll call it quits. All right. We'll give, said, we'll I'll give you the money back, okay? <laughs> and she just... It makes no sense. No. There's, again, there's no possible room. There's no. Is that how they? Maybe that's the way con men work nowadays. You have to come up with a scheme that makes no sense because only then will people believe it. But in the space of one, he either. I mean, this scheme is obviously ridiculous. But either this is the, the most brilliant con man we've ever encountered on local anaesthetic. The fact that in one phone call he convinced this local resident that, despite the fact that the street lamps are paid for by the local by the, the local authority, but also for such a huge amount of money. Yeah. 50 quid. She just handed over her bank details, Alex. Said, yeah, take as much as you like. I don't think she said that. Skanker has has been contacted by the council to replace... (laughs) It's not called Skanker. Skanska. Skanska. Has been contacted by the council to replace 
47,000 street lamps across Croydon and Lewisham were started in 2011 and is not due to be completed until 2015. Um, Councillor Mark Watson, Cabinet Member for Safety and Justice. For Safety and Justice? I like that, I like that. Cabinet Member for Safety and Justice. Yeah, it would, yeah. Maybe just the council a bit. This was a militia scam that we urgently wish to alert residents to and prevent anyone else becoming another victim. No, Rob, I'm sensing you're reaching the end of this story. We have reached the end. Yes. I am fucked off about the quality of this journalism. Wouldn't you track down the woman and talk to her about it? Wouldn't you interview her and say... I think she doesn't want to be found. (laughs) I think she's embarrassed because it's so fucking ridiculous. If if you were scammed, of course she hasn't got the money back. This guy wasn't genuine. He was going to give it back to her. Has he not been caught? No, I don't think so. There's there's nothing to say. Whoa, 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 whoa! You think he's still out there? There's nothing to say he's been caught. Rob, I had a call earlier from a man from the council saying that the paving slabs in our road need to be replaced, and I had to lend him. Well, he asked if I could lend him in order to do it. He said I get it back two thousand three hundred pounds. Are you saying I'm not going to get that money back? Alex, that, that might be legit, but I, I might just give the council a quick call as well. And also, the guy... The other thing is, we don't have paving slabs around here, so it was a bit odd. Oh, yeah. I just assumed they were going to put them there. I'd also warn you about, there's a guy been going around selling uh, memorial plaques door-to-door. Don't the Buddha them. statues? Yeah, don't buy them. Don't I've buy already them. got six upstairs. Oh. I was going to give you one for Christmas. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. My second story... Um, my second story is from The Citizen, as we said before. The Citizen? Yep. Uh, it's a tired Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's still fighting, he would be tired. Yeah. Um, no Joes listed. Half a tonne of specious dog food stolen from pet store Tough Mutts. <laughs> Thieves stole more than half a tonne of specious dog food during a nighttime raid on a Gloucester pet shop its owner has claimed. Well, what specialist dog food? Isn't all dog food specialist? In that it's it's like special food. It's not really. Spe- it's royal canine dog food. You know, now, if you're in the know when it comes to dog food, which I am, uh, royal royal canine that's what is, you eat on is special formulated. Right? Not just Friday nights, Alex. It's, I thought, it's most nights. I thought it was your treat on the Friday. Oh yeah, chum. Well, <laughs> usually it's Tesco and Valium, but then on like you said, Fridays it's more chum. Um, I think there's a great brand called Chappies. <laughs> which also seems like a strange name for a pet food. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the point right now. Um, better than calling it Horse Delight which probably more would be more apt to be fair Michelle Hawkins who opened Tough Mutt's Country Suppliers near Newans only 10 months ago suspects a burglar on Saturday sorry the burglar on Sunday November the 2nd was planned well in advance she noticed a total of 46 sacks of feed as well as dog leads and harnesses worth in excess of £3,000 were missing when she turned up to the shop he must have had some fucking big van also, I mean, I like 46. the forty-six. I mean, he was there a time, a long time. Well, I'm, I'm getting a bit Somebody suspicious. Somebody must now. have seen him. Yeah, you would have well, thought. You're not so. going to blame the owners, are you? No, 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 no. But just listen to that back. Forty-six sacks of feed, as well as dog leads and harnesses. What are you saying? It's for some eyes wide shut canine sex orgy again, Rob? I tell you what, Alex. I, I'm not not saying that. No. Um, this is a new business venture, as Michelle said. We are supposed to be a community-minded village. I've been working here six days per week. And I'm drawing, a, uh, and I'm not drawing a wage yet. They must have had a four by four, as there was a hell of a lot of bags of feed. More She's, than a four by four. I mean, forty six bags. You're going to fit that in a four by four? No, that's true. Maybe a coach or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see some Ram, Ram Raider pet shop in a coach. Uh, a total of forty six bags, fifteen kilo, uh, sorry, forty six fifteen kilogram bags weighing a total of six hundred ninety six kilograms. I think that, raw canine. Somebody loves their dog. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, really loves their dog. But also, isn't it? I don't. What I never understand about these robberies is how do you sell it on without being noticed? Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, is there that much money to be made out of dog feed? But so they, they've stolen all this stuff, but it was only three grand's worth. I mean, they're a long business. They should either set up a scam, like you know, trying to get four, defraud money out of street lamps, or go and steal two some phone call, Two phone calls to some gullible people when you've got your three grand right there, and you exactly. didn't have to get out of bed. Exactly. You didn't have to hire that coach or anything. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> um, Michelle says, raw canine can only be sold to reputable suppliers and wants dog owners to be aware that they may be offered stolen dog food at a cut price. Unless you go to, like, Lidl or Audi, you can buy it at quite a reasonable price. Oh, cut price, that's what that means. Anyway, never mind. Uh, all the money has gone into the business around £3,000 worth of stock has been taken. This is upsetting because it's a family business. My owner and I have been, looking for, uh, been working seven days a week to build this up and we're looking forward to our first Christmas here. Did she say my owner and I? Oh no, so I'm a partner and I, I do apologize. Right. Yeah, well, that'd be a bit It's a bit weird. worrying considering you just got engaged, Rob, that you, that you think of a partner as an owner. Is that not how it works? We'll, we'll talk about that after the podcast. Right. Uh, police are investigating the burglary <laughs> and anyone with information is urged to get in touch. Right. Um, the, the, the goings on down there are fascinating, aren't they? Up there, I guess. It's up there, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of a cross. Yeah, I don't, I, you know me, I don't think of it so it's just north and south. I know, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Rob, it is now time for our hallowed listener story of the week. Now, Rob, pray silence, please. Can we put on the campfire? Yeah. And I will set the lighting accordingly. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, <coughs> any listeners who don't know, we, uh, me and Rob like to uh, create the setting of a campfire. So when we read out our listener story, and we have very dim lighting, and uh, it makes us feel like men. So listeners, what I invite you to do is just imagine you're on a, in a forest clearing, why don't you pull up a log around the campfire and watch as I as I compile the Kindle and start roasting the elk that we've captured? Exactly. And uh, as I start rubbing my twigs, my, my twigs together, not not those twigs. Um, <laughs> you can you can just see the first sparks of a, of a campfire slowly forming. Then all of a sudden, uh, as soon as I find the app, it kicks into life. There we go. Lovely. It makes me feel warm already. Good. I'm glad, Alex. This story. You're welcome to return to Shay from Bristol. Ah, hello, Shay. Um, it's from the West, Western Gazette, which covers, well, the West of England. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I need to say that. Such areas as... Uh, uh, hang on, well, let me do it. Oh, sorry, okay. Would Torquay count? I mean, I know it's right at the bottom, but it's oh, still west. Sure, why not? Gloucester would be west. Gloucester is west, yeah. Bristol, Bristol obviously. Wales, eventually. Yeah. Uh, Somerset is nowhere near there, is it? That's, where's that? Where's Somerset? Somerset, that's the right sort of area. Yeah. Is that underneath Gloucester? Uh, it's, it's a county adjoining it. Right, I'm, I'm getting there, Rob. I'm impressed, Alex. Uh, Cornwall. Well, we're going to southwest now, obviously, Devon, Dorset. Maybe let's just stop there. But yeah, I'm very impressed. You've Eventually, well. you do get to the Atlantic. Sure. Yeah? And yeah. if you keep going, you can pass Ireland and you'll get to the United States eventually. Yeah, very true. Unfortunately, the story is a lot shorter than it, I, I think it, it, it deserves to be. Right. Really. Like you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're exactly. a lot shorter than you deserve to be, Rob. That's what my girlfriend says, at least. Uh, unfortunately, she's not fiance, referring to height. Um, Rob, fiancé. Oh, yes, of course. I need to get used to that. I haven't quite got used to it yet. The um, the story is by uh, W G M Goodchild, which I'm guessing is Western Gazette, and then M Goodchild. I don't think 
No, Rob, I think that's his name. Do you and think that is an incredible name? Yeah. It sounds like he should be an author or uh, just somebody important from back in the day. Absolutely. The headline. I wonder if he was a good child as well. I wonder if he was a, a horrible question, little week. It's a very good question. <laughs> the headline, you have to stick with this. Sorry. Yeovil Trump marries Badger and admits they have an active sex life, according to a bizarre report in the Sunday Sport. Well, this can't, this can't be a short story. Have you looked it up to find out if it's more? Why it up, do you, yeah. you haven't? No. Are you going to for next week for an update? If you'd like me to, I will. What do you, what do you mean if I'd like you to? Whenever <laughs> we had a story, all I've heard from that, I don't have any idea what's that. I believe you said that a tramp has married a badger and yes. they have an active sex life. <laughs> and you were telling me you haven't looked it up? No. I'll tell you, you, you look it up now and I'll, I'll read the story. The Sunday Sports front page offers shocking reading for Yeovil residents with a story about a homeless local man who was apparently married a badger. The, biz- the bizarre story claims a man who sleeps near the, the town's sewage works has tied the lock with the animal with the wild animal a service carried out by a renegade vicar. <laughs> oh, renegade vicar! Rob, the story's bullshit. I've got a picture of the guy here called Colin Battersby. <laughs> Rob, this man looks familiar. Hey, Rob! You know the picture you showed me earlier of the grave robber guy? Alex, he didn't have a beard. Although, imagine you not put a fake beard on. Rob, bloody hell. Rob, imagine him with a the beard. They're identical. That man who was stealing the memorial plaques, and for scrap, is that man with a beard. I swear it is. You could be right. Rob, he looks like a fisherman. <laughs> he does look like a fisherman. Rob, it's him. Look at those pictures, honestly. Compare, put them up on the Facebook page. Okay, oh, I'll do that. Rob, they've even got a picture of the renegade vicar. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> looks like something out of Wham. What I love is there's also a picture of the, Arch- the Archbishop of Canterbury <laughs> randomly added into the story. Badger fancy. Yeah. Uh, the story makes for an eye-opening read as homeless, homeless Jack Davis, no relation, uh, admits the two of them have an active sex life. The Isn't that sport- illegal? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it Couldn't he catch TB? Uh, there's a good chance of... I'm not sure if he... Well, to be fair, I think that's the least of his problems. Yeah. Uh, what else do I love about it? If, if people want to look the story up, it is, I'm guessing it's on the Sunday Sports website. Well, I'm um, not I'm checking. You'll also see, in the, in the picture, you see the homeless man with a badge on his lap. The badge, the badge is wearing a veil, by the way, just to point that out. <laughs> Uh, the Sunday Sport claims the wedding took place near Yeovil, but the Western Gazette has no record of a vicar of the name of the parish near the town. Anyone who knows the vicar, I don't know why they've decided to put this in there, but anyone who knows the vicar or Jack Davis Arrest has asked to contact the Western Gazette on yeovil at wesgaz.co.uk. Uh, there's only one story, uh, anywhere in common on the story, but it's not worth reading out. It's, it's such a shame. Have you had any luck? I, mean, I, really I don't think want the Sunday Sport have a website. Which beggars belief. I didn't think the Sunday Sport was still up and Hang going. On, Sunday Sport Online. So if I search for Badger... Hey, I think Badger track I've just sex. got a big picture up with a Hello Boys and a huge pair of breasts. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I'm not <laughs> that's allowed, a Sunday Sport for you. You're not allowed to read it. Try a Sunday Sport Online for free. Uh, it's subscription only. <laughs> it's, it's just tits, Rob. I... Two ninety nine a month. Again, Alex, that's just that's the daily sport. Okay, would you like to see their most recent front page? Man has sex with Tesco Valley lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not covering stories that way? Apart from the fact that obviously bullshit. Why are we not covering these stories? I don't know. I mean, nonetheless, what I love is the fact this story is obviously made up, but still the Western Gazette publishes it as shocking reading for the residents of Yeovil. Well, if it was made up, why hasn't this man sued him? I do think they've taken the picture of the man in the grave robber, stuck a beard on him. That's him. 
Do you think? Yeah, or, or they were separated at birth, Alex, and they both turned out to be deviants. Alex, I think we need to clarify, the man wasn't actually a grave robber. There's, there's no... There's no <laughs> he was stealing plaques. I don't think there's any evidence that he, he, was, he was stealing corpses and having sex with them. I didn't say that. No, and nor did I. And on that note, we leave episode 119 behind 119. Wow, wow. And we, uh, look, we, we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation, yet trepidation, to episode 120. As we move ever more forward, Rob, like a man climbing into his bed to spoon his uh, partner Badger yep. over an episode of Newsnight. Lovely, lovely. Just like that. We uh, move ever more forward to episode 200, which will be our next big milestone, presuming both of, both Rob and I make it that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's touch and go. Take care. God bless. Oh.